0: Hey everyone, welcome to Reading with Christine Fix. I'm your host, Christine, and I am so happy you are here with me today. In today's episode, I want to talk about my most recent read, Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Yes, that's Stephanie Meyer from the famous or infamous, depending on how you want to look at it, Twilight series. Alright, let's dig into it. The description for Midnight Sun is as follows. When Edward Cullen and Bella Swan met in Twilight, an iconic love story was born, but until now fans have heard only Bella's side of the story. At last, readers can experience Edward's version in the long-awaited companion novel, Midnight Sun. This unforgettable tale, as told through Edward's eyes, takes on a new and decidedly dark twist. Meeting Bella is both the most unnerving and intriguing event he has experienced in all his years as a vampire. As we learn more fascinating details about Edward's past and the complexity of his inner thoughts, we understand why this is the defining struggle of his life. How can he justify following his heart if it means leading Bella into danger? In Midnight Sun, Stephanie Meyer transports us back to a world that has captivated millions of readers and brings us an epic novel about the profound pleasures and devastating consequences of immortal love. (laughs) Basically... Midnight Sun is Twilight, the first book of the series, but from Edward's perspective. Okay, I think there's something we need to scu- to discuss before we go any further. It might make you look at me a little differently, but I'm willing to take that chance, because we should never be ashamed of the things that bring us joy. Okay, here it goes. I was obsessed with Twilight. And I mean, I was obsessed with Twilight. <laughs> I've read the books, um maybe a total of five or six times now (laughs) when they decided to make the movies, I would go on the Twilight website hourly to see if they had made any additions as to who they cast. My friend Lauren and I once drove out to Pennsylvania, which is a little, like, over, what, two hours away, just in the hopes that we might see Robert Pattinson, which... (laughs) we didn't. <laughs> I wanted to be Bella so bad that I started to dress like her. And I was in my early 20s, guys. I was not a child. The obsession was wild. The idea of this like forbidden love that was dangerous and somehow pure at the same time pulled me in and did not let me go. So when Midnight Sun was first announced years ago, the fan and me lost her shit. We were finally going to understand all of Edward's mood swings, the comments he made to Bella and therefore to us that didn't make any sense, and of course we would finally be able to understand what Bella really meant to him. Because from her and our perspective, of course she fell in love with this like mysterious man who seemed to want to protect her from the world while simultaneously wanting to give her all of it. When Midnight Sun was originally supposed to come out the first few chapters were somehow leaked onto the internet and truthfully i don't remember the details i bet lauren would she's got this like wicked memory but i don't remember at all i think someone on Spe- on uh, stephanie meyer's team leaked it and after that i think she had said it had felt like an invasion of her privacy and basically she decided to just stop writing the book and not release it at all so naturally lauren found the leaked edition printed it from our job by the way <laughs> And created binders with custom covers on it for us and our friends. That way we could read what she had written. I still have that binder and I know that Lauren does too. <laughs> Flash forward to all of these years later when Stephanie Meyer decides to pick up that story again. And releases Midnight Sun in the middle of pandemic living. Naturally because it's the story that brought us together. Lauren generously ordered a... Uh, each of us books and had mine shipped to me in Austin, which admittedly was well over a year ago. But deep down, I think I knew that reading this book would be like a tiny moment. I knew it would bring me back like to so many memories of when the story had just taken over my world and it would remind me of what was going on in my life during those years. So I waited until I was ready and I'm really glad I did. So here's the thing when talking about this book, you most likely already know the story. The movies have been out for forever, and it was a bit of a cultural phenomenon, so it's impossible not to spoil it for you. You know the story. Bella, a human, classically, falls for Edward, an over-a-century-year-old vampire. Naturally chaos ensues. Oh, and because of course there's werewolves. (laughs) The thing about me though is I very rarely hate things. It's just not in my nature. I can always find something I love about whatever I'm enjoying. And I didn't hate Midnight Sun. I enjoyed it. I really did. But it also felt a little out of place. So please stick with me while I try to explain. Midnight Sun was a good book. Not great, but good. It gave me exactly what i wanted which was to see edward falling in love with bella and in that sense it swept me away i found myself being reminded of why i loved these characters so much in the first place and i did find myself loving edward even a little more than i thought was possible since i'll always have a soft spot for him but at the same time it felt like watching a movie from your childhood you know the kind that when you see it now you know your attachment to it is nostalgia based because if you saw it for the first time today, you just wouldn't understand what the fuss was all about. Like the perfect example for me is the Halloween movies, Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town. I grew up watching Hocus Pocus, so I will always love it. But my friend Michael, who never saw it when he was younger, truly does not understand the hype. Halloween Town is one of Sarah's favorite movies. And when I sat down to watch it with her about three years ago, as the credits rolled, I remember thinking, okay, cute. So what else are we watching? That's actually exactly how it felt. Reading this book, 20-year-old Christine, was so freaking happy and almost giddy while reading it. 35-year-old Christine, seeing just how many amazing fantasy stories are out now, couldn't really understand the hype. And I'm just going to say it. These stories are so freaking incredibly white. Holy crap. They lack diversity and inclusion that stories being made now do so freaking well. The stories being published today actually look like the world around me. Yes, some fantasy novels have completely different species, but ultimately we are seeing so much diversity written in stories nowadays and it's wonderful. But unfortunately, when you then go back to a story written over a decade ago and you only see a very specific type of main character, you can't help but be a little let down. So naturally, the saying I'm known best for applies here. Both things can be true. I thoroughly enjoyed Midnight Sun, because I had been waiting years to enjoy this story from this perspective. But also, it's been a long time since this world held my favorite story. There's a tiny ping in my heart when I say that, because at one time this world was everything to me. But then I think of the worlds I've since explored through the pages of books, and those worlds, they just make my heart sing. Maybe in another 10 to 15 years, I'll think differently about the books I love now, but right now I'm just enjoying them so much. So here's my overall take on Midnight Sun. If you're a Twilight fan, and if you have wondered if you should even bother picking it up, grab it. And don't feel like you have to rush to read it, but you should definitely give it a chance. There was something about reading it that felt final, like it all closed up so nicely. And because naturally, once I finished it, I reread the Twilight series. (laughs) What? I am who I am, people. And I love reading a series all together, even if I've already reread some of the books. So. I thought about recording a whole other episode about the Twilight books, but the truth is that, like I said earlier, y'all already know the story. Everyone at one point had to establish if they were on Team Edward or Team Jacob. It was a mania at one point. For the record, I still stand by the thought that if you read the books, you were always going to be on Team Edward. But if you only saw the movies, then you were on Team Jacob, because who doesn't love Taylor Lautner, right? Um, it was exactly like the Vampire Diaries. If you read the books, you knew it was only ever going to be Stefan for Elena. So if you were on Team Stefan. But one look at Ian Somerhalder on your TV screen and suddenly everyone who had only watched the show was on Team Damon. Actually, you know what? Let's not even get into that because that argument is a hill I will gladly die on. And the amount of times I have given a TED talk on the differences between Stefan and Damon Salvatore is obscene. So <laughs> clearly I love vampire storylines. Anyway, back to Twilight. After reading Midnight Sun, I knew I needed to go down memory lane, and I'm glad I did. You can say whatever you like about these stories. In my lesser moments, I've called them trash Uh, a few times, but the younger version of me will always love them. As you know, Bella falls into this like, all-consuming love with Edward, and he feels the same for her. It's that like, I would die for you type of love, and it just pulls you in. And truthfully, that feels real, more real than anything else in the books. We've all been young. You have to remember that Bella is in high school and Edward is a hundred year old virgin who's never had a girlfriend, which is a tad convenient for the storyline, but let's not get into that. And we've all been there with our first love. I was there when reading these books. And I think that that's why it stuck so hard with me. Just as Bella says in the first book, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with someone. My whole world centered around this person, and it always felt like no one understood that feeling. But when I read these books, Bella understood it, which to me always meant that Stephanie Meyer understood it. It was the first time I really understood the power that an author has to make you not feel alone in the world when no one around you seems to understand. Suddenly, while reading these books, I knew the friends that walked beside me in life didn't understand, but this married woman with kids living halfway across the country did. Sadly, as we all know, art imitates life, and life imitates art, so when Edward breaks Bella's heart, in his defense it was to keep her safe, it was at the exact same moment my heart was being shattered as well. And New Moon, the second book of the series, was the only safe place it really felt like my heart could land. It would end up being only the first heartbreak that I felt from this person, but every time it happened, I reached again for that book. In its pages, I ended up finding one of my favorite lines of all time. Alright, here it goes. One thing I truly knew. Knew it in the pit of my stomach, in the center of my bones. Knew it from the crown of my head to the soles of my feet. Knew it deep in my empty chest. Was how love gave someone the power to break you. Oh, yeah. Bella knew how I felt. And in reading those words, I felt less alone. I felt understood and it was so powerful. The story goes on to have them continue to save each other time and again, continuously professing their love for each other and creating a life together. It actually is a fun story to get swept up away in, and I know I will always love it. But at the same time, when I finished reading them this time, it just felt final. It felt like, I don't know if I will ever pick this story up again. It's already done everything I've needed it to do. It made me feel heard, understood even, and in the end, it helped heal my broken heart at one point. I will always be grateful Stephanie Meyer wrote these stories, but at the same time, I'm so happy with where our stories are now. They've changed, in my opinion, for the better. So if you've never read Twilight, then I say give it a chance. I've put the books in my online shop, Reading with Christine Figs. the link is in my bio, and you might really like them. Or maybe if you've only ever seen the movies, you'll learn so many more intricacies of the story that the movies missed. And for those of you that have read Twilight but haven't read Midnight Sun, I say give that a chance too, it's also in my shop. And let yourself go down nostalgia road, when life was just as simple as Team Edward or Team Jacob. (laughs) Alright everyone, I think that's all for today. Normally I would go into detail sharing some other form of art, but truthfully I think you've listened to me go on for long enough. I will leave you with one song though. It's my favorite of all time, and funny enough, tied to these stories. In the books, Edward, who can play the piano, writes a song for Bella. Obviously, while reading this book, you can only imagine what it sounds like. And in the movies, they created their own version of this song, which is beautiful. Actually, those soundtracks are freaking amazing. (laughs) I still listen to so much of the music from them. For me, however, during this time, I had found this piano composer. His name is Yuruma, who I am still obsessed with to this day. When I heard his song, River Flows In You, in my heart, I knew that was what that song was supposed to sound like. It's the song I've listened to the most in my life, and it's fun getting to share it with you. I hope you look it up and you enjoy it, and maybe even take some time to listen to the rest of his music, because trust me, it's all stunning. I will add it to our Reading with Christine Figgs playlist, which is available on Spotify and Apple Music. If you have any trouble finding it, just message me on Instagram at Christine Figs, or you can email me at readingwithchristinefigs at gmail.com. Thank you for spending some time with me and listening to me chat about these books. I hope you've enjoyed it. And until next time, I hope you read. And if you can't, because that's just how life goes sometimes, I hope you enjoy some art in whatever form you find it. Because when life gets difficult, it is art in all of its many forms that can hold us, heal us, and give us hope. I love you all. Happy reading!